adult, I tell people that you, everybody has their own lane. Right. Find yours. I'm number one in my own lane. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Right. <laughs> right. We're still comparing ourselves to whoever it is that we're right. thinking as we go. So that's, so I also the environment is one of the key. Yeah. Influences. Right. Welcome to Radical Clarity with Yetende Shorters, where we discuss ideas, strategies, and concepts to support you in getting radically clear on your next level so that you can step up to the best versions of yourself for purpose, self-mastery, and living your best life now. I'm your host, Yetende Shorters, and I come to you with 20 years of experience as an international publicist, an NLP master certified coach for women entrepreneurs, a brain-centric instructional designer, a wife, a twin mom, and a bona fide foodie. I look forward to you getting radically clear on your purpose. Shall we begin? Did you know that 75% of female executives across industries have experienced imposter syndrome in their careers? This is according to a study by KPMG. And so today we're talking about authenticity with my dear friend, Adiola Ario. I always butcher your last name. I'm so sorry. But I wanted to talk today about authenticity and the things that challenge authenticity. And so we're, we're asking the question, why women experience imposter syndrome and how to tap into authenticity easily. So today I'm talking to Adiola and today... With Adiola, we've connected, I think we have a mutual friend, and I, we connected years ago and kind of just been building our friendships since then. We're in the same space. And Adiola is a personal brand expert and business strategist for leaders and women entrepreneurs to help them build profitable uh, personal brands. And so this conversation is directly related to the work we do because we constantly interact with women who experience imposter syndrome. So Adiola, welcome to Radical Clarity with the Day Shorters. I feel like I, I can't do a good enough job introducing people because I think everyone should know themselves better than everyone else. So can you please introduce yourself? Tell us what you do, how you help people, and why you do it. All right. Thank you. I'm glad we were able to um, get this going. Thank you so much for having me here today. And I love, like, I love what you're doing with this podcast. And I can't wait to see how many lives it will actually transform and impact yeah. some so, like I said, my yeah, you got my name pronounced right. So <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so, my name is Adiola Ario Inikonshido. Um, As you said earlier, I'm a business, I call myself a business and brand strategist. So, what I do is I help mostly women entrepreneurs and experts build a profitable personal brand by really teaching them how to um, package their expertise into a premium offer and get paid as an expert, right? And the reason why I say get paid as an expert, you know, which kind of ties into what we're going to talk about shortly, is because a lot of people are experts or they're pretty good at what they're doing, but they're like literally the best kept secret. And because the people that need to know them are not even aware of that, there's no way they can get paid. So, and that's kind of why I do what I do. Outside of that, I have a, um, a program for girls. Um, we have an online, a global online academy for middle and high school aged girls whereby we teach them about entrepreneurship and financial literacy. And That's tell us it. the name of this organization because I know that I'm already praying 
that 10 years from now, seven years from now, you're still here so our daughters can be a part of you because this is major. We'll, we'll be here. Yeah. Okay. So it's called the next gen premier. So next gen premier. So next generation of entrepreneurs. So the, for my entrepreneurs out there who have young girls who you want to aspire to be an entrepreneur, you definitely need to check out Adiola's program because it's literally bought by schools in the places that she lives. Like this is a major program. Get invested in it. So let's get right into it. Like I remember the first time I experienced imposter syndrome and what that felt like in my body. And so I want to ask you first, if you can share with us, when was the first time that you remember experiencing imposter syndrome and how did you respond to it? Yeah. So, um, I can't really say that I remember the very first time, but I have a couple of incidents that I would say kind of, kind of, um, I can think of right now. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, the first one I, I must've been about 13 or 14. I remember vividly, mm -hmm. um, I was in high school, obviously. And, um, we used to have something called a morning assembly whereby, you know, the principal or the lead teacher will be on stage and, you know, do little announcements for the day and everybody disperses after singing a hymn. Mm -hmm. So, um, prior to that week, we had a math exam. Um, and after the exam, a lot of the students kind of went to go protest and, you know, <laughs> for the test to be exam to be canceled because they didn't give us enough notice, blah, blah, blah. And apparently they were still considering, they were, you know, putting that into consideration. And so this fateful, beautiful morning, <laughs> the principal came on stage as usual after we had our opening, like our prayers and him mm -hmm. and everything, and then announced that, oh, by the way, you know, you know, um, the exam that you guys were telling us to cancel, that y'all are going to fail it, blah, 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 because we were not prepared, someone got 100%. And because the person got a hundred percent, we're going to keep that exam and we're not going to cancel it. Ooh. And who's this person? Obviously they called my name. <laughs> For the first time in my life, I wanted to fail. Like literally like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Why? I didn't want to. I mean, my, my, my friends and people that mm -hmm. were next to me were literally nudging me forward. Like they just mm -hmm. called you, go, go on stage. And they just called you. I didn't, I didn't move. Yeah. Because I was like, oh my gosh. Now, the feeling of how dare you, why yeah. you don't want to mm. pass. Like, mm. Why I don't want to stand out, right? right I just don't right. want to, you know. And so um, that, I think that kind of sort of like began the journey of me experiencing imposter syndrome, right? To some mm. extent. Um, mm -hmm. And we can talk about what that really means for mm -hmm. those that don't understand what that means. Mm -hmm. And I think the second time I was an adult. Mm. I was in my early 20s, I believe then. I joined a company, a network marketing company here. Really because, and the inter I talk to people that, and most people don't even believe when they hear it. The reason why I joined that company mm -hmm. was really because I wanted to get better mm -hmm. in my self-confidence. I wanted to get mm -hmm. better at people. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to get the product at a discount. Yeah. So I did this network marketing. And um, within a few, I think my second year, mm -hmm. I don't remember, pretty early in my career in the, in the company, mm -hmm. I became one of the top directors, right? Yeah. And, you know, for those that know Mary Kay, like, you know, one of the signature trophy on wheels is the pink mm -hmm. Cadillac, right? What? You had a pink Cadillac? I had another friend who had, you pink Cadillac ladies, you know yourself. For years, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I remember when, and I used to, we used to have meetings with other directors in our area, right? And I was the youngest director, not only by age, but also I had just become a director. Mm. So for me, so I've actually gotten that. 
I remember when we came to the meeting and they announced that, okay, the nearest Cadillac directors out here were there that went again. I started feeling like, oh my gosh, am I sure? Was this just kind of like a lock? Did I really yeah. wow. qualify for this? Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. going to be able to it. Yeah. I mean, all sorts of things started coming up. And that's, that was like the second incident that I can remember vividly. Mm. Obviously, I tell people that at different phases of our lives, we probably would experience it. Yeah. It's just kind of how we process it or how yeah. we handle it. Yeah. It will make a difference, right? So yeah. I'm going to kind of continue with my story, but that's, to answer your question, these are the two different yeah. incidents that I remember mm. that kind of feel. Yeah, stuck, stuck in your mind. You know, I can't even imagine for, for the, you know, obviously you went to high school in Nigeria and I did too. So I know that whole assembly thing. There's like, you know, depending on the school, there's 200 to 500 kids. And to be like, it's nerve wracking. So to be in a situation where you are in, that's powerful, where you're actually thinking, I wish I failed. That's a powerful mindset that happens. And imagine how many women are, are performing at their best, doing the thing that comes easy to them. They study, they, you know, they, they take the skills and they activate it and it works. And then because of how the environment responds, it influences how you respond to yourself. So the question is, what really influences imposter syndrome? Is it your environment or is it your choice? Because... The, 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 so that's the first question. What, what what influences imposter syndrome? Is it the environment you're in, or would you say it's the person that has to decide? Honestly, that's a good question. I really think it has to do with a lot of factors, kind of like you know um, mm -hmm. what you just said right now. But I think the environment plays a major component. Like it's a key component of how why people experience imposter syndrome. Yeah. So let me give you an example. You know how like. Um, of course, there are different definitions. You know, there's different ways you can actually interpret what imposter syndrome means. Right. But, you know, one of the easiest way I can define it for the purpose of this podcast is really when you accomplish something and you mm -hmm. feel like you didn't qualify for it, right? Mm. Or um, you start to feel like a fraud. Like, right. Oh, my God. oh, you're not worthy of whatever the, the blessing that comes with that thing is. Yeah. Maybe they're not, less than a word. If they know the real me, maybe they'll be getting their word back, yeah. right? Mm. If you're put in a room, right, or in a space, and you start to doubt, like, oh my gosh, do I really qualify? Can I last in this space? Right, right. So, where I can define what imposter syndrome is. So, to yeah. answer your question, I personally feel that the environment has a key, a main thing. Let me kind of track back to maybe myself or even most mm -hmm. women mm -hmm. that experience this, or even men, you know. Yeah. I feel like for people that are high achievers, if you mm -hmm. were to really think about it, if you go all the way back to maybe their background, mm -hmm. Most people, the way the parents, and I'm going to talk as an African, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of times, um, let me go back to a typical Nigerian home now, right? Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of times, I, I saw that in my household, not necessarily mm -hmm. me, maybe my siblings or like maybe my yeah. friends, you know, whereby maybe you come to, you come home with your report card, you know, like mm -hmm. your little great thing, mm -hmm. and you're excited. Maybe you're right. the third. Yeah. You're the third. <laughs> right, right. 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 You weren't called the first in your class. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because over there, for those that don't know, uh, we used to get a, I don't know how it is now, right? We used to get a report card, and mm -hmm. they would literally give you a position. Yeah. Like out of 200 students. Yeah, are you number 21, number 21, 27, 15, 5, 7, 9? like, no, here, they give the kids their grade. Yeah. So if you remember a lot of times, we used to all joke about how about your parents would be like, oh, you were the third, or you were the fifth. So who was the first? And then maybe you're like, oh my gosh, James, 
mm-hmm. Oshola or somebody. You just mm-hmm. mentioned some random name and like that person was the first. A lot of times, I, I don't know even if you want to kind of test They're going to ask you, she, she, and, and, to, and to be first, yeah, she'll lower image. Meaning, yeah. the person that came first, do they have two heads? Two heads. <laughs> and if you, you know, if you were like, you're not going to knock, you might be like, no, they only have one head. And then like, so they have one head. Uh-huh. They were in the same class with you. Were you slipping? You go like, no. Were you paying attention? So how come you can get the first? How come you are not the first position, right? And I get the concept behind that. I get mm. the reason why most parents were doing that was mostly because they want to, in their that's mind, right. they, they want you to have to, yeah, yeah. You should Challenging you, that's right, that's right. But if you really think about it, for a child that's processing this, mm-hmm. it makes you sort of feel like, oh my gosh. I'm not not enough. That's it. Even with my position, even yeah. if I'm the second or third, which is still yeah. a great yeah, spot to be in. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But the fact that no matter what position you get, as long as it's not the very first one, you mm-hmm. have a skill, <laughs> however where they measure you know the, this position mm. it always you know it, it, it kind of like um sends a message to you that you're not good enough mm. and if, we, if that kind of you know how we talk about how a lot of times um experiences or traumas and everything mm. if it's not processed or dealt with at a younger right. age right it stays in your subconscious mind yeah you might yeah. not even notice it you might not right. think about it until right. you become the right so if you carry that kind of background Right, mm-hmm. whereby you're a high achiever, you always wanted to go for the be number one. Yeah, <laughs> as an adult, I tell people that you everybody has their own lane, right? Find yours, I'm, I'm number one in my own lane, like, yeah, 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 exactly. Right, 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 <laughs> right. We're still comparing ourselves to mm-hmm. whoever it is that we're right. thinking as we're going. So, that's so I, I'll say the environment is one of the key, yeah, influences, right? syndrome. Okay, so so understanding that the, the environment can be an influence, knowing what you know now as an expert, as a coach, as a strategist, what would you go back and advise yourself that that's, you know, 11-year-old self, what, what would you go back and advise her that you didn't know then but that you know now? Like what advice would you give her so that she that, that would not be an anchor in her life? So, yeah. And um, I like that question because, like I said, we, we, t- we teach our girls in our mm-hmm. program all the time that mm-hmm. every single person has their own unique gifts and skills. Mm-hmm. But it's so unique to you that nobody else has it. Right. Even, so, for example, I tell them that, you know, if, um, if I like to sing and you come across another person that's very good, they have a great voice, they can't sing just like you. That's it. Right? If you yeah. like to drum, you know, it's just, so that, that, that's something I'll tell my 11-year-old self that, you know what, Adil, there's nobody, like you are the number one in your own lane because there's mm-hmm. no one else like you. Mm-hmm. God didn't say two of me. Yeah. So if I think about it that way, I'm actually the first of me. The first of you, mm-hmm. the first one and only masterpiece. Yeah. And yeah. then the next thing I'll say is that you are, you know, um, apart from the fact that you have the unique and skills and stuff mm-hmm. like that, is that you're great. And if, any, if people actually give you a compliment, or you get an award, or whatever the whatever the thing is, you want to own it and embrace it because you worked hard for it, mm, right? Yeah. Because I think sometimes you know we yeah. kind of shoot it off because we we don't want to stand out or we feel a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And whether we like it or not, that actually helps us now start to build the foundation of imposter syndrome. Mm, that's right. But when you get to the point that you're very confident in who you are. Right. You and, and if we, if you get an accolade or an award or people give mm-hmm. you a compliment, you embrace it. Right. It's part of what makes you get comfortable. 
yeah with accepting your worth right because your worth is already there it's in it's intrinsic that's right that's right okay so now when when you're thinking about you know when i think of imposter syndrome i think of worthiness showing up right that's one of the and as a coach that's one of the things i find as the thread with all the women i work with there's some level of worth that has been challenged and i always kind of start with the baseline of you are worthy period like you there's nothing you can do to be unworthy so now that we accept that now what because now you have to like show up in a different way that is like your worth is not on the table but now it's like what are the skills you're using to advance yourself how are you showing up as your full authentic self right and so one of the one of the quotes i love to share with uh, about imposter syndrome was from uh, one of my beamy sisters and, and fellows, uh, Felicia Hatcher. Um, she had she had a class on um, you know booking speaking gigs that I was attending, and she had shared imposter syndrome is a temporary lapse in memory on who the f you think you are. I was like, ooh, can I steal that? He's like, you forgot because you've done awesome things, but all of a sudden, you know, you, somebody asks you to do something that you're used to, then you're like, oh my God, I don't know. Like, she's like, it's a temporary last in memory, in, in memory. Like, you forgot how incredible you are. And so, um, so the question I want to ask is, how do we now flip the worthiness and the imposter syndrome to, to what authenticity is? What does it mean to be authentic, right? And how do you show up authentically? in a world where everybody's influenced by everybody. How do you show up as yourself? Yeah. And, uh, oh, my God, I like what you said. I'm actually going to ask you offline to tell me. Yeah, I'll send it to you. It's it's amazing. (laughs) And it's so interesting you said that. I think um, earlier today I was actually going to share on my Instagram that um, Mm -hmm. two things. One prayer that I started to pray a couple of years ago was just, God, show me, let me see myself the way you see me. Mm. That's powerful. No, I mean, I know he knows everything he deposited in me. Yeah. He, he, he got it, right? Now, yeah. let me, let my vision about Ooh, I love that. Me. Let me, let me see you. Let me see myself the way you see me. Oh, I like that. That's good. That's intuitable. Because you know what I mean? If, if we do, the boldness mm-hmm. will automatically, yeah, be non-negotiable. The self-confidence that we have in ourselves, right? And I think the second thing I also was going to share was, because I see that happens to a lot of women, you know, is that, especially when you're in the space that we're in, whereby, you know, you're a coach, you work with individuals, private clients, or even corporate, right? That the worst place to be, and that was one of the quotes I was going to post today, the worst position you want to be is for other people to really see the value in you, and you don't. Mm. Because when you don't, you always devalue yourself. And at that point, abuse of your expertise yeah, it's inevitable it because you don't see right. it, right? And so when people talk about people taking advantage of them in any, you know, whether it's in corporate, the corporate space, or maybe your clients, or maybe you're not charging enough for what you do, um, is because you haven't really seen how people see. So, for example, and it's easy, and it, it's not like it's how to explain it. I can see how that can happen. Right. Imagine if you get dressed, right? Mm-hmm. If you get dressed and you're going your your way. You can't be checking yourself out. Every, you can't really see the full view. Right, of right, right, right. You have to. You need a mirror, right? You need to go to a mirror, right? Yeah. But yeah, other yeah. people can really see you more right. than you can see yourself. Right. So that makes sense. But every now and then you want to check in with yourself. Mm-hmm. And in the physical way, it's more like I'm going to a mirror and I'm kind of, I'm having a better view of myself. And that's how it is also in life. That every now and then, if you were, you know, it, checking with yourself. So that way you can have a 
full view of yourself and like the quote you said you can check in with what you've accomplished mm-hmm. you can check in with the impact that you've made or you can even check in with the amount of work that you've put into right developing yourself right and so when we now translate that to the authenticity um statement that you made earlier is that if we keep reminding ourselves that and this is not an ego thing because you know there's a difference between inflating your ego yeah, like, and and, ego and knowing who you are right knowing who you are that's, yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about the false ego yeah which, that's yeah. what i'm talking about but once you've gotten to a point that you've been able to reassure yourself so once you're confident with that that should give you the confidence to show up in your true authentic self mm-hmm. then you wouldn't need to find you know to try to figure out to be like somebody else or right. maybe you should change who you are yeah. or mm-hmm. tone down who you are oh so yeah, i hear i hear you i can hear you i hear you on the tone down who you are because that yeah. happens a lot to some incredible women who know who they are but in an effort to make other people comfortable they literally turn down who they are and become a figment of who they really are and i'm like i'm like why does that happen yeah, because a lot of times we think that when we're talking about authenticity, mm-hmm. it's more about let me just show up as my true self, you know. Um, but also, and not I shouldn't inflate, you know, just kind of have a fake perception of who I am, really. But right, it could also right. go the other way. Mm-hmm. Some people, them not being authentic is by watering down themselves. Ooh. So the key thing is to have that balance. Yeah. Show up as your true self. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't water down your, yourself yeah. and don't inflame inflate yourself yeah you know and honestly even Mm -hmm. um whether you're in the marketplace as far as like as a business or coach or consultant Mm -hmm. or you're in the corporate space i often tell people that and because you know we're both in the personal branding space Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. that there's you do yourself a disservice if you're not authentic right it's kind of like being in a relationship like if you're dating you know for us ladies you're dating Mm -hmm. a guy you're trying to get to know each other and you're having a false you're just showing up acting up yeah. Eventually, when y'all, I don't know, maybe when y'all get married, well, when you get serious. <laughs> Hopefully, right, right, right when you get serious. Level, <laughs> right, right. At some point, it's going to get really, really stressful yeah. to keep up with that false perception of yeah. who you've kind of yeah. shown yourself to be. And so in 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 whatever space you're in, it's just better to show up as, as authentic as you can be. Yeah. Because it'll only, it's, it's only, it's just better for you that way. Right. <laughs> that way, the right clients that right. you really can serve can identify you as their person. Right. You know, at your job, you get the right promotion because they've right. really been able to see right everything they can bring to the table. What I find interesting, and um, the, the thing that I do as a coach is, I always tell my clients, it's not enough that you show up authentically, right? Because there's, there's the authentic that is like, this is just who I am, accept me as I am. Like, I don't yeah. want a shitty version of you, right? So it's like, authenticity is... How can you be the best version of yourself no matter what day is? So when you're sick, what is the best version of the sick you look like? You know, what is the authentic best version of yourself look like in that situation? So is the idea of always spiraling up to better versions of yourself. So my yeah. authenticity, my the way I teach authenticity to my clients is be authentic within the best version of yourself, like spiraling upward because that whole, this is just who I am, accepted is, so you're not even trying to be a better version. You're saying I should accept your shitty behavior because yeah. that's just who you are. No, we're not going for that. We're going to be better versions of, uh, of, of ourselves. ourselves. Yes, right. that, that is, I like that. A better yeah. version of, yeah. Yeah. 
So what is the myth about authenticity that most of us actually get wrong? Um, I think you kind of just addressed it, right? Like, this is who I am. Take me as, right, this right, is right. it, you know? That's, myth, That's right? really what it is. Right, right, um, right. And then people sometimes hide under that mm. to just not try to improve on themselves. Yeah. You know? So, for example, if I know that my authentic self mm-hmm. is wanting to really make, make an impact in people's lives or make an impact by using my voice, mm-hmm. right? I should also work on improving how I communicate, That's right? I should also keep working on, so for example, like I'm soft-spoken. Right. And believe it or not, I got a voice coach at some point before the pandemic. That's awesome. Okay. No, well, the... Wait, you the got a voice coach? Did you, did you go for the voice coaching? <laughs> I was on it for like three months. Okay. And then once the pandemic hit, Adiola went back to her. Okay. Default, right? Yeah, so I'm yeah, going to yeah. go back to that now. Okay. Because, um, so I could have said, well, my voice is soft naturally you know i got it from my dad that's how we speak in my family yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. Limitations. and not improve on myself that's my right. authentic self right right, right. so go, mm. going back to what you said i like that example i think that's really Maybe, the number yeah. one misconception yeah. when yeah. we talk about authenticity it's like you know yeah. not wanting to improve yourself yeah and just using that to settle mm-hmm. that, that's it that's it so we have to keep improving on ourselves so we can be yeah. the best version of Gets yeah. in there. I can be the best version of myself. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And and I remember distinctly with my husband and I were boyfriend, girlfriend then. I remember distinctly we had this conversation of that whole, this is just who I am. Is like, I don't need to deal with like, do you want to be better? Do you want me to be better for you? When he said that, a part of me was like, I don't feel like doing stuff. I want to work. <laughs> <laughs> like I legitimately was like, man, I don't have the bandwidth to try to be better. Like, I don't want to do, put in the effort, right? It requires effort. So the challenge. It does. Goes, are you willing to put in the effort to be a better version of yourself? And if you are, there's rewards, intrinsic values that come from that, that you cannot get in your comfort zone because your comfort zone does not help you grow. Like you're, you're just standing in the comfort zone. So you need to challenge yourself. And sometimes it's going to be work because you don't feel like doing it. But I guarantee you that the, the blessings and the next levels of yourself that you discover will wow you and make you it's, excited that you stepped out of your comfort zone. I know. I like that. You know, and I think um, going to add into what you just said right now and, you know, tying it back to imposter syndrome and how we can overcome it, how people can overcome it. I think if you think about it, a lot of time, one of the reasons why people also experience imposter syndrome is that people out there, Mm-hmm. see your strength, right? Mm-hmm. They see your right. greatness. You right, right, see, right. you it. see your own shortfall. I, I, I don't even want to use the word weakness, but the area Short, that you need to The challenges that need to be yeah. yeah, the area right. that you're still improvement. working on, right? Yeah, yeah. But if you know that you're still working on it, right? If mm-hmm. I know that, for example, maybe there's an area in my life that I need to work on I'm still, and I'm working on it, mm-hmm. that would help to silence mm-hmm. the voice of imposter syndrome when it starts to kick in. Okay. Because a lot of times the reason why some of the, one of the reasons why people experience imposter syndrome is that you're thinking like, mm, are you talking about me? If only you know. So for example, someone is <laughs> right. a coach. And I almost did the same thing when you gave yeah. me, when you said, oh, you got a voice coach? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Mm, you know. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. If, so that way, if people give you a compliment or you get a position or you get, you know, whatever the case is, right? You can own it yeah. knowing that, yeah, this yeah. Is, they're focusing on this part, which is my strength. Yeah. But I know that the area that I still need to work on, I'm working on it. 
And that way you won't feel like, oh, if they know about this areas that I'm right. working on, they're going, it's going to be a wrap, right? Yeah. So I think even your sub- subconsciously, it helps you when you also continue to work on yourself. Yeah. And know that like the popular saying that we hear that you can be a masterpiece and, a, you know, a work in progress. Work in progress. Yeah. And that's why you use the word work. That, that, is, that should be a default word you use. I'm a work because you're always a work in progress. Until you live this planet, you are yes. literally a work in progress. So use you that are. slogan to help you, you know, uh, uh, step out of the box of imposter syndrome. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm working on this. Like even those people that yeah. who are experts at their stuff are still learning. I guarantee you, Oprah is still learning stuff. Like no, nobody's life ends yeah. because you know you have to master your, your purpose. And you know, my quote that I, I've, I've been using for the last what, four or five years now is: "It's not enough that you know what your purpose is. The work and the, and the and the blessings come in the mastery of your purpose. Of it, are you going to master the thing that you're learning with? If you're supposed to master it, you know. So I'm with you on that work in progress. That's a good quote to save us from." Impossible. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so what are three winning tips that you can share with us about being confident and staying authentic to who we are in whatever setting that we find ourselves? Okay. Um, so my sim, like I'm repeating myself, right? I think the first thing always is to tap into what makes you unique, right? Mm-hmm. I know in business and marketing, you know, we use the word um, value proposition a lot, you know, to kind of be able to kind of define or be able to articulate what makes you unique, you know, right. as far as what you bring to the table, the table right? right? Whether it's a product or service, even if you're not an entrepreneur or anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. As a person, you want you you want to be clear about what you bring to the table, right. and it can even be as simple as being a very good friend. You'd be surprised. That's yeah, 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 yeah. That's not powerful, common, right? I know <laughs> that doesn't come. It's not like everybody has that skill. Yeah. Yeah. People, so it's not about like, and I'm not even saying that in terms of anything technical at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. It could just be that you're a great friend, right? Or you just have what it takes to be able to navigate conflicts. You know, like whatever that is, you want to get clear on it. And I often tell people sometimes that if you're not sure of what that is, because sometimes we don't even see our own, we can't see what it is. We can't see our blind spot and we can't also see what it is that makes us unique, right? Ask people. You know, I know that when I was at the program at Yale, one of the exercises that they had us do was to give um, some sort of um, assessment to our friends. They were very specific. Your friends, your family, your coworkers, your old employers, like your business. It was a wide variety of people that we've kind of interacted with either professionally and personally. Mm-hmm. And I, I found it so astonishing when I got all mine back. And there was always one thing that was a common thread for people that were even my siblings, right? That we grew up together, right? And people that I worked with or people that are my clients, people that are my professors, you know? So I think that's... A, the what was to... the thing? You can't just leave us hanging. What was the common thread? I, um, <laughs> so it was an exercise that gave us a, one of my courses when uh-huh. I was at Yale. But I don't, I have to look for it. I'll, I'll, yeah, I can let find us know whatever what, what it is. everybody said. That was the comment that you're like, oh, okay. That's oh, what is thing. it? Oh, yeah. okay, 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 yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> first of all, the first thing was that I'm very great at encouraging people. Mm. You know, yes. um, and yeah, and people also said that, um, they feel very comfortable around me, right? And I think the third thing had to do with bringing the best out of people, like really being able to dip in 
and bring whatever that is. And I think if I translate that to what I do now, that makes sense. It's kind of absolutely makes sense. He's like, "What do you mean by you don't have a framework?" Yes, you can. What do you mean by you don't have something to sell? Like, let's do that. Let's write all your strengths, all your, you know. So that was um, a couple of things that were very that was like common Mm -hmm. among all of them, right? So going back to the tip number one is being clear on knowing your true value. What do you bring to the table? Whether it's in your personal life or in your professional life. And once you once you do that, it'll help you be more confident, right? You know, then the second thing I'll say is, um, I'm trying to see because that was the only thing that really kind of stuck out to me right now, was just knowing that in whatever room that you're in, you are meant to be there. Mm. You know, they're not doing you a favor necessarily. Because yeah. truth be told, most people are not really trying to do you a favor. Let, let's just be very honest. <laughs> they're thinking about what's in it for them. Then yeah, most trying, people. Some people are, most but most people, people are not. Yeah, especially yeah, yeah. in the professional setting now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Personally, it's different. Obviously, yeah. that's different. But professionally, if you're not bringing something to the table, they're not bringing you to the room most of the time. So if you get it, or you get invited, or you, you're given an award, or you're given a promotion, or whatever it is, trust me, it's because you deserve it. It's not because they just felt like they have nobody else to give it to. Yeah, yeah. And then by chance, they're just handing it over to you. So just understand that whatever it is, whatever room that you're in or position, you actually deserve it. That's why you got it. Yeah. Right. I think that's, that's a two things. I can't think yeah, about I, a third I, one. Well, right well, now. I don't want to make it up. Okay. So. Well, I'll, I'll add one tip. One tip that something that can help you be confident and stay authentic is flashback and remember the times when you felt that way. Like, if you need to write this down, I always have my client do is like, this is, this is the, you know, tapping into your subconscious, write down the top three times you remember being and feeling your authentic self and being and feeling confident. And so whenever imposter syndrome shows up, literally take yourself back to that moment in your mind. It takes five seconds. Memory, memory is a powerful thing. Go back there. What did you see? What did you hear? What did you smell? Amplify those things. The sound where people laughing, like play it all up in your mind and then come back to the present. Go back to when you were confident and basically go to the past, bring confidence back to your present so that imposter syndrome doesn't have room because you have experienced confidence before and you know what it is to be your best self. So that, oh, that's, my, that's that. my answer to me. That. Be like, yeah. you know, reach back it's to the amazing. past. Yeah. I love that. You know what I was going to also say that that could also be a tip or just, um, it's also our environment, right? We have to make sure that you, you're in the right room of other people that not only inspire you, obviously, and stretch you, but they also embrace you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And they balance you in terms of wanting to be better, but also they balance you with reminding you (laughs) of who you are, just being in the right room. I love that. All right. And then the last question I have for you before we jump into the sprint jam is what did you already know about imposter syndrome and confidence and authenticity? But that you think about differently now, right? Past and present. What did you know about, but that think about differently now that you're like a coach, your strategist, the things you've been through? Yeah. I think, bef- um, what did I know before? Or, sorry, what, I said I what, what, what did you know about imposter syndrome, confidence, on authenticity that you think about differently now? Okay. So I think what I knew before, to some extent, was that a lot of people that actually experience imposter syndrome are still great at what they do. It's not really just for people that are not 
yeah. skilled or people that are in court fraudulent, right? Because that's really <laughs> right, right. That's, what that's that the, term also. Right, um, right. That's one of the reasons why most people that experience imposter syndrome, they don't want to be seen as a fraud. That's really one of the main fears that they experience, that, that they have, right? So I think what I um, see different now is that even the best of the best also mm-hmm. want to know uh, the question themselves and the questions that the room that they ain't, and they also do go through imposter syndrome. So it doesn't necessarily have to do with um, how great you are or, yeah, if you're good at it, how great you are. Let me just leave it that way. But the fact that everybody experiences it at some point. Mm -hmm. I hope that answered your question, right? I love that. That makes sense. Yes. And then for confidence. What did you already know about confidence, but think about differently? So I think what I knew about confidence before was more of, um, let me think about that question again. It's an inside job. Mm-hmm. Right. It is. It's not and about how you're walking, right? It's about how you no, feel it's on not. the inside, right? Yeah. Right. It, right. It's really an inside job. It's not something, because a lot of people can show up looking confident and they're not. Right. And they're not. Just when, right. when you have a couple of minutes conversation with them, you can always yeah. tell. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And I think what I how I think about it differently now is that it's something that we would always continue to work on, right? It's not it's not, you know it's not like a safe. It's not a one time uh, thing. Yeah, it's not a one time thing. It's not like yeah. I said confidence is on a scale of eight, and yeah, then once yeah. you hit that, you're like, there I go. Yeah. I'm confident <laughs> for the rest of my life. I've right. 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 made right. it. Yeah. It's something that you continuously have to continue to work on. Yeah. yeah. Especially, like we said earlier, if you're always working on improving yourself and being the best version of yourself, right. you're always going to have to continue to work on your confidence. Yes, that's true. And then lastly, what did you already know about authenticity, but think about differently? Yeah, for that um, authenticity, I think what I kind of need before. Okay, I was almost going to... <laughs> what I was going to say wasn't going to be, <laughs> I'll say, I was going to say that what I knew before mm-hmm. was that you really can't, can't take what you see online <laughs> at, at face value. That's true. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, that's one thing about authenticity, yeah. you know, yeah. and you know, what I kind of, how I think about it differently now mm-hmm. is just the fact that, and I think this is what we talked about earlier is that you for you to be authentic, you mm-hmm. just have to continue to check in with yourself right. and make sure that you're not, you know, devaluing yourself yeah, yeah. or inflating yourself, you, right. bringing be, your true self yeah. to the table. Yeah. And based on what you said, why you're still working on yourself. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for giving us the insight on thinking about authenticity as being who you really are, not overinflated. Not underinflated. And I like the point you made that even when you're dimming your light, like if you're an incredible person and you're dimming your light, that is a part of being inauthentic because you're not showing up mm-hmm. as your full self. I, I so yeah. love to appreciate that. Yeah. Yes. And hiding and you know, hiding right. your hiding hiding your brilliance and hiding right. your truth. Yeah. Right. And I love the idea that confidence is an inside job to remember it. Like you know, you can walk all confident, but if you don't feel it, after two minutes of someone talking to you, they're gonna be like, Yeah, it's not confident. But confidence is an inside job. Like with most things in life, always look within first is, is, is yeah. where the, the solution starts. And then when it comes to being a best, the better, better and best version of yourself, think about being the version of yourself that you want to hang out with. Like, right. It's not about yeah. people taking your shitty behavior or bad attitude. It's like, 
you know, this is not a, this is just who I am thing. There's a, this is just who I am. And I'm a work in progress, trying to be better for myself and for those I love and for my and community for, and for yeah. the world. Yeah. And you said not to, uh, one thing I was going to, uh, I like to always um, mention as far as that all mm-hmm. uh, being authentic and being, bringing out the best version of yourself, mm-hmm. right? Is I tell people, especially in the corporate world, that when you want to apply for a job, why do you take time to put a good resume together? So literally highlight exactly the best the skills, of you. the best part of you. Why don't you just grab a notepad? Yeah, and just put something there randomly. I'm like, well, just take me as who I am. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. You want to give right. me the job? Give me the job. You still and yeah. back in the days you put on a suit. Like that's right. Now things have changed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still yeah, show yeah. up. You know, you know. That's the same way we should look at it too. Yeah. You know, yeah. that we when you want to get a job, you're not just throwing out something crappy. You most, I mean, most people put their the best version of themselves on that paper. That That's right. That is, thank <laughs> so you for that. that. Be, you know, so they can yeah. be considered for that position. Yeah. Yeah, that's the truth. All right, let's jump into the sprint jam session All as right. fast as you can. If you if it can come to you quickly, favorite childhood memory. Ooh, I think it probably would be maybe um, when I hang out with my family on the weekend. That's really what it is, you know, play, go to parks. I think yeah. that's, yeah. And then like the, um, the birthday parties. Yeah, those are fun. When I was young, those birthday parties <laughs> yeah. that we used to have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. All right, favorite quotes. I think it's, you know, that you are born to stand out and not mm. fit in. Mm. Ooh, love that. That's solid. Next question. What does purpose mean to you? So purpose really means the reason why I was, okay, as me personally, I just... To you, to people, you, to, to you, me. to you it as just, a Jala. Okay, it really means the reason why I was created. One of the reasons why I was created. That's really what my, I feel like, the, that's what mm. purpose means to me. Like when I was created, there was an intention. Yeah. Kind of like when the chair that I'm sitting on, mm-hmm. when the manufacturer yeah, created yeah. this. It's for you to sit on. I thought about it. It's for, for people to sit on it. Yeah. I mean, you often use it for different things, stand yeah. on it. to get. But the main reason was for us to be able to sit on it. Yeah. So I feel like, um, I don't I don't feel, but I know that the purpose to me is really one of the main reasons why I was created. And then last question. What are you currently doing for your own personal next level? So I think the first one, first thing I'm doing, like I said earlier, I've been doing this prayer about God showing me, letting me see myself the way he sees me. Because um, my next level now, I'm kind of tapping into like audacious goals, you know, expanding rapidly. And sometimes I'm not going to lie, it could be a little scary, like, oh my gosh, you know, can I really handle this? You know, so that's one thing I'm doing is working on my mindset and my belief system, you know, because I often tell myself that God is an abundance God, right? It, it can only be as big as I make him big in my life. So if I, if I want to, I could take a teaspoon to an ocean and that's all I'm going to get. Right. And or if I want, I can bucket. take a cup. Well, I might just pull up with a water tank. A bunch like, of bunch you know, of tanker. That's right. <laughs> and borrow my neighbors to. A whole like, bunch of tankers. So, yeah. So yeah. I'm really working oh. on my mindset is seeing myself the way I truly yeah. am. And number two, my faith. That's kind of what I'm working on. While obviously, you know, personal development and 
training and all that. It's an ongoing thing. Awesome. My dear Adiola Ario. That means that that let me translate that name for you, right? And it calls Shelu means one person does not a village make. A village takes a whole lot of people. So I love that you support your village. Thank you for joining us. Please let us know where we can find you online and connect with you. So um thank you so much, Yesterday. I love I really loved um this conversation. I feel like we're chatting like we normally yeah. do. Right. <laughs> um so I can be found um at adiolainspires.com. Literally everywhere, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, that's kind of like adiolainspires.com. My, it's been my pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for joining us. If you've enjoyed what you've just listened to, go ahead and subscribe on the platform and leave your review. I'd like to hear from you. If you have any questions about today's show, please head over to Radical Clarity Podcast page and leave your comments and I will follow up with you. Thank you for your time. I appreciate you making the decision to listen today. Until next time, I invite you to get radical clarity on your purpose and step fully into the next best version of yourself. And I'm Yesenia Shorters. For now, I'm leaving you with love, blessings, and a boatload of productivity dust. Peace out. Well, if you've enjoyed what you've just listened to, go ahead and subscribe on the platform and leave your review. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions about today's show, head over to Radical Clarity Podcast page and leave your comments and I'll follow up with you. Thank you for your time. I really do appreciate you making the decision to listen today. So until next time, I really would love to invite you to get radically clear on your purpose so that you can step fully into the next best version of yourself. I'm Yesenia Shorters and for now, I'm leaving you with love, blessings and a boatload of productivity desks. Peace.